Hey besties, welcome to the Living Your Most Badass Life podcast, where our mission is to transform your life and help you become the most phenomenal woman you're meant to be. I'm Brianna, the founder of the Badass Book Besties, where we encourage a conversation around a love of books and learning so that you can make new friends and expand your thinking. I'm a lover of books, beers, traveling, and motivating women to live their dream life. Each week on this podcast, you'll be motivated and empowered to make positive changes in your life through intellectual conversations and interviews, how-to ideas, and insight from a variety of books. We celebrate the incredible and simple accomplishments women make every day. To be a badass woman means to be awesome, impressive, and worthy of admiration. So my goal is to help you see your true worth and build your self-confidence. If you're someone who wishes to be inspired by other women doing extraordinary things and want to be encouraged to live your most badass life, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, and welcome to the Living Your Most Badass Life podcast, where we inspire and encourage women to live their most badass lives. I am so excited because I have my sister on today. Hello, Katie. Hello. I am so excited because I've interviewed her in episode 20, but today the tables will be turned and she'll be interviewing me. So I have a membership, the Badass Book Besties, and every month I feature a super awesome female who exemplifies everything badass. And this month I got to celebrate my birthday, and so I am the Badass Bestie. So I thought how fitting for me to invite my sister to interview me. So hi, Katie. Hello, Brianna. I am so thrilled to be interviewing you today uh, because so, so, so many times I get to, you know, listen to you interview others and I, I know you and you love hearing about other people and if given the opportunity, you talk about yourself, but so much of your business is talking about others and inspiring others. So it's really awesome to be here uh, interviewing you. Oh, I love that. And it's true that sometimes when you spread so much goodness to other people, you forget like, oh yeah, um, I can share something about myself. If you'd like to know, you know, I'm over here. You got to get kind of nervous <laughs> thinking yes. about it, you know, yeah. so it's fun to, it's fun to hear other people's stories, but then it's also great to share your own as well. Yes. Um. So let's start let's start with an introduction. Uh, Brianna Brown is a former educator turned mompreneur who believes in inspiring and encouraging others to live their most badass life. She followed her dream to be an educator and spent 10 years in public education as an English teacher, a school counselor, and a librarian. She loved being in the educational space, but dreamed of helping other women achieve their dreams. Along the way, she discovered her why, to help others feel accepted and validated for who they are and to celebrate the accomplishments they make daily. She then decided to follow her passions and moved toward helping women who were struggling to find their place in the world and wishing to improve their life. She is the creator of the Badass Book Besties, a community platform that focuses on enriching the lives of women through encouraging a conversation around a love of books and learning. Since she is an avid book reader who loves engaging in deep conversations about books, this club features two book clubs, The Badass Book Besties, which focuses on fiction and nonfiction novels, and The Lotus Academy, which focuses on self-improvement and personal transformation. But she's also the host of a podcast called Living Your Most Badass Life, which empowers you to live out your dreams as a badass book reader, mom, 
bestie, earth lover, beer drinker, woman, human, whatever makes you the most badass woman you can be. So Brianna, that leads us into our first question. What makes you your most badass self? Oh, it's so funny because as soon as you read that, even though I wrote it, I'm like, oh, wow, I've done some pretty cool shit. (laughs) So I love that question. And I love asking people because really, I feel like what's helped me step into who I am is getting rid of the people pleasing and being truly authentic. I've spent so much time in my life trying to fit the mold of what others wanted me to be or saying what I thought they wanted to hear, kind of molding myself to be different, but also expressing myself, but then feeling like, oh, well, they might not like that, or I shouldn't curse around them, or I don't want somebody to see me drink a beer that might judge me and just feeling that. And I remember when I listened to a podcast and it talked about how people pleasing is a form of manipulation because you're basically manipulating someone to see you as you want them to see you. I thought, oh shit, I don't want that. I really need to show someone who I am. So I feel like there's days when, of course, I hide certain parts of myself because I get nervous of showing somebody who I truly am. But at the end of the day, this is your chance to show someone who you truly are. And so I want to be fully authentic. And that's why I try my best to live my most badass life. (laughs) So so what you're saying is when you are just yourself, when you are being honest and open and comfortable with yourself, that's what makes you badass. Yeah. And it seems so simple, but being true and honest and uh, to yourself is really difficult, especially as a prior, as a recovering people pleaser. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of trying to please people, you're just trying to interact with people as yourself. So yeah. it's really, that, that takes a lot to, to do that, to, to be yourself. Oh, most definitely. And also having to be that way, you also start to recognize the traumas that you've grown up under and realizing that you can recognize them. And so as you become more authentic, you realize, wow, I'm this way because of these traumas or because I was raised in this environment or I've been interacting with these type of people. And then when you realize that you can step over into the next threshold of your life, because I think that a lot of times I kind of put down the traumas that I had and made it like it wasn't a big deal or it wasn't a part of who I am. And as soon as I started being authentic, I was like, yep, this happened to me. This happened to me. I have no problem sharing it. Anybody want to know my story? Let me just tell all of y'all. I don't care, which I've always been that way, but I felt it even more so because I wanted people to see like, I've got it as in terms of knowing my trauma and now I'm ready to jumpstart and fix it. <laughs> well, in that case, uh, knowing instead of calling yourself a people pleaser, now describe yourself in one word. You can hyphenate it. People pleaser is a hyphen. So I'll allow that. But um, what, what, what would you, how would you describe yourself now in, in a word or a phrase? So of course I'm a former teacher and I can't follow the rules <laughs> because <laughs> I was thinking like, okay, what one word? And then when you said hyphen, I'm like, yes, I am a creative explorer. <laughs> So it's a hyphen sort of thing, but I think I'm an adjective. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's fine. That's a good phrase though. Yeah. 
So, because I really feel like I used to think I wasn't creative and then I started to do crafts. I started to do stuff with my business and I was like, oh shit, I'm actually pretty damn creative. Like I came up with something, you know, for like a birthday for my daughter, or I have this plaque over here in the back where I burned into the wood, a phrase and then glitterified it. And I was just like, oh, this is so much fun. And I realized, wait a minute, I thought I wasn't the type of person to be able to create stuff like this because I always thought that I wasn't artistic. And I think I put hand in hand creativity with artistic because uh, I cannot draw a stick figure to save my life. <laughs> but I feel like creativity is something I really love, like being creative with um, the places I travel to or being creative with my friendships or places I like to go, crafts I like to do drinks I like to have, you know, different beers. Like I really think being creative is something uh, that I really exemplify in my life, along with being explorative. You know, I want to explore new places and, you know, so I, I that. And I don't, think you, I don't think exploring new places your, is your only exploration because mm -hmm. if given the chance you, you explore new books, you explore, uh, new avenues of thinking you you explored meaning not just on land but just a life explorer um I really feel like I noticed that in you uh, and I, like I think it. yeah and I think that's something that I've even realized even more so recently that one of my favorite things to do is travel and so I have a Pinterest board with all of these different places that I've pinned 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 and I'm sure some of you listening have a Pinterest because I feel like it's the place that we all store things. And I started to organize it by places I wanted to visit. And I thought, how am I at this stage in my life? And I still haven't gone to any of these. How have I not made it? If I say I'm a traveler, have I actually traveled? And so I really want to be intentional, you know, with my life. If I was to say, you know, what I want to do in the next few years, five, 10, I really want to be intentional with traveling. I want to say like, Hey, like next year, I'm celebrating my 40th birthday. I'm going to Europe. I, I keep saying I want to do it. I'm going to do it. And of course it takes money, but you know, yeah. I, yeah. at the same time, you can't take the money with you. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Well, as when you said you, you see yourself in five years as an intentional explorer, give me some other aspects of your life that you want to see happen in the next five years or that you really envision happening in the next oh, five years. Yes. What's your five-year oh, plan? Oh, I love that question so much because if you mm -hmm. know me, I'm such a planner. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. You know, I have so many visions and so many things that I want to do. And one thing that has come up recently, but has always been in the back of my mind is I want to be a writer. And I've always been a writer, but I've never actually gone out and published anything besides a book blog or besides some of the things I post on social media. That's publishing in a sense, but I really want to write a book. I really want to finally publish the book that I've been thinking of for years and take all of the writings that I have done throughout my life and digitize them. So I have all of these stories that I wrote in middle school and I really wanted to be a writer so bad. And I think someone along the way said something like, mm, there's no money in writing. And I just put the dream away and moved on with my life, but I love writing so much. So that's one of my dreams. And then along with that, uh, hopefully having a super successful membership where I'm just meeting so many amazing women. We're doing retreats. We're going to different locations and celebrating together because that merges 
traveling books, besties, all of it. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. When, when you came and visited, when we were having uh, our vacation and then we went to go see Debbie and it just clicked that, um, cause you're, you're like, how am I going to go do all of these things? Well, uh, let's go visit a badass book bestie member yes. and the place where you want to go. And then you have a chance to, you know, like you said, check out the book stores that you love. And at yeah. the same time, and then plus if someone lives there, it's a great way to have them go take you to the, the best places in the area and the, oh. really help you in your exploration. So that's a, that's a really cool, that's a really cool idea. Oh. And it gets me like, as soon as you say it, you know, that something is meant for you. If you just like feel that excitement bubbling in your chest and you just bubble over and some people think, well, I don't feel that way about my job or I've never felt that way about anything. You know, I don't like to do anything. I'm not interested in stuff. I just don't want to work. I think there is something out there that you really want to do because as soon, as soon as I like got out of teaching, which I thought is what I wanted to do and really started growing my own business and getting involved with books and besties and all of that, I suddenly realized that there is no other option. This is what I want to do. And someone said, you should be a professor or you should do this. And I thought, no, I really, I really love what I do. I really love being able to interact with women and go travel to different places and meet them in new areas. And uh, it just, it feels so cool. And then of course, along with that, I think having a bookstore would be just the pinnacle of all of it, you know, that people could travel to and um, make it a bookstore bar. <laughs> <laughs> a place to, you know, have a brewery, you know, I think that would be just awesome. It's a place to host events, drink beer, read books, have besties, all the things. <laughs> all the things. Well, um, if you wrote a book, would it be, what kind of book would you write? Are we talking fiction or nonfiction, uh, based on a true story, hmm. made up stuff from your creative brain? What kind of book are we talking about that you, you would write? Uh, so I have a couple in my mind that I've been writing for years. One is a really great book that I took from an experience I had, but then also added in a lot of details to make it a really cool story. Um, and that one's based on a woman who feels like she's perpetually 24, that she met someone when she was 24 and they saw her at that age. And so as they continue their relationship together, he keeps seeing her at that age, but then she grows out of that perspective and through it, and I don't want to give away the ending because through it, she learns a really valuable lesson about her life and what she really wants. And so I took that from my own mm -hmm. life, but then grew the story in a different direction. <laughs> so another mm -hmm. idea I have is I came up with this when I was younger because uh, I had a really uh, interesting friendship with a cousin. And so I wrote a story about falling in love with your cousin, <laughs> but not, not like, you know, first or second. Okay. It was like right, right. something like that, yeah. but I thought that would be an interesting story because um, people might think like, what the hell is she writing about? But okay. it ends up being, there's a murder in there and she goes on the run and I guess in my teens, I really thought the idea of running away and starting a life was just super badass. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but if I, the best books are those that make you a little uncomfortable or awkward at yeah. first to read. You just don't know if you want to keep going on that sentence. Yeah. But then, yeah. So that that's a page turner for sure. Yeah. And I think like, as I say it out loud, it sounds really screwed up, but 
because I think I think she actually in my plot outline that I created years ago, she needs some at a family reunion. <laughs> so, but I promise it's not going to be in the south. <laughs> it's not going to be like the family where they inbreed so much that it's definitely not that. I swear, you know, people are like, okay, checking that off as an interesting writer. Um, hey, Star Wars. You know, it's his sister, you know, so mm. there's even in a big blockbuster, there's a little bit of incestual awkwardness. So it's it's yeah. for good. It's for good. Yeah. <laughs> when people try to explain yeah. your book, they're going to be constantly be like, no, no, no. Like, it's not like incestual, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean like, okay, so it's not. Yeah, they're going to have a real. Yeah. And they're like, uh, I think I want to read this book. Like, yeah, you you really got to read right. it to understand. So it's not so. Yeah, that's yeah. a good. That's a good. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think the last one that I've really started thinking about recently was I know that some of you out there might keep your old writings. Like maybe you have a drawer full or you keep them in your attic. And if I had found letters or stories that my grandmother had written or my mother had written and I wanted to reread them, I would be really frustrated with having to read the chicken scratch of, you know, me as a middle schooler. So I thought, <laughs> I want to take the stories that I've written and put them into a book. Now, I don't know if that's just going to be for the future generations to see that I've written something or if I sell it as like a YA book, because then it's like a cute story. You know, I mean, you all remember being in middle school and your teacher made you like write all of the creative stories. Like I want to put that into a book because maybe, maybe they're good. I haven't read them in years, so it could be. It could be uh, <laughs> just as bad. Who knows? So you you have so much passion for women, for reading, for um, creative arts, for um, traveling. Um, tell me what um, what are you most passionate about? Like what, it can, if you could list them, you can list them all, but like which one, if you had to pick one to be the shine, the most shiniest beacon? Oh, oh that is such, oh, that's such a difficult question because when I was thinking about you asking that, I literally said each of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, oh yeah, books, besties, traveling, all the things. <laughs> and I feel like what I'm most passionate about, if I was going to put it into a nutshell, how did I get in this nutshell? I feel like I would say just fully living as much as I can, because some people, I feel like a long time ago, I watched the movie click and inside that movie, he has a remote control and he can pass through different things. Like he can fast forward through a fight with his wife, or he can, you know, pause an argument and leave the room or do something. And so what happens if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert coming he ends up getting to the end of his life and he's passed everything. He's passed the uncomfortable moments, the, the arguments, everything that he didn't want to fast forward through because once he fast forwarded once, it did it successively through the rest of his life. So he gets there and he's like, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to rush my entire life. And that gave me such a perspective because I realized you don't get a second chance this is the time now. And so we're not promised tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen. So why not make the most of the day? And of course, I don't always do that. I'm, I'm going to have my days where I don't do shit or I'm not fully motivated. Like I'm not the 
I'm not the one who's going to be all up at 6 a.m. every single day, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, like hell no. Um, it's more like 7 a.m. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I feel like if I was to say what I'm most passionate about is just doing my best to live that life that I want to, you know, if I've set out a goal of something I want to achieve, I really want to see it happen. I don't want to just like push it to the side and say, forget that. I don't want to do it anymore. I really want to make it happen. I feel like that's like really something in my heart that I am so passionate about. Well, what have you, what would you say is the the biggest accomplishment that you've had uh, relating to I, I won't I won't pigeonhole it, but like we'll we'll go with what is your greatest accomplishment? That's a quite a loaded question. So, <laughs> well, do you bet. And I feel like the way that I was brought up, there was a lot of tumultuous things going on, a lot of just family things going on, or moving a lot and having a lot of barriers and obstacles in my life, and I feel like no matter what I steal, steal, I steal, <laughs> I still persevered. Like there were times when shit was rocky and I wasn't, you know, yeah. in the right headspace or I was with the wrong people, absolutely terrible people. But I still was like, nope, I've, I'm, I'm graduating high school. I've got to go to college. No, nope, I've, I've got to go to a career. Like this is what I'm supposed to do. And of course there are times that I didn't make the right decisions, of course, but I feel like despite so many setbacks, going through each thing and going, no, I'm not going to let that be my narrative because sometimes you feel like, well, this happened to me. So I am that person. And I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't define me. Like, yes, I've experienced trauma. Yes. I've had a whole bunch of shit happen to me, but I don't want to be that person who lets it determine the rest of my life. You know, I really want to step forward. So your greatest accomplishment is growing into the woman you are now growing into that creative explorer. Your greatest accomplishment is getting here from where you have been, from yeah. the beginning to now. Your greatest accomplishment is just making it, which yeah. some people don't even get to truly make it to that self-realization part. And not that you're fully even there yet mm-hmm. because we're not even you know, at our midlife. You know, right. So there's so much more. Um, well, and to springboard off that, what's the best piece of advice anybody has ever given you? Or was some advice that you could pass on to make somebody mm. else's life like that? Oh, to get to, their, to have them accomplish their life, what would you say to them or what was mm. said to you? And it's funny that you say um, to pass on because I feel like in becoming who I really want to be, I'm also helping to raise two incredible children to be really amazing humans. Like they're such, to know that I've created them and be able to help them become really amazing humans is such a powerful achievement in my life. And I heard a quote just today. I have a ton of quotes that I really love. And um, I one of my favorites that I always say is um, in a world where, the world, I think, what is it in a world that is constantly trying to change who you are being yourself is the greatest accomplishment. I think it's Ralph Waldo Emerson, I believe. So to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to change who you are is the greatest accomplishment, you know, and thinking about that and be your, everyone else has already taken, you know, kind of like those inspirational things. 
I think the one I heard today was so good. And it said, the love of your life is, should be the love of your life. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like you should have the love of your life. But then she said, the love of your life should be the love of your life. And I hope I put the emphasis on the right syllable. But what she meant was that your life should be what you love the most. Living it. Yeah, the love of your life should be the love of your life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And just, oh, it was so eye-opening because that right there should be what you chase. Not someone to fulfill that need of being, you know, the person that saves you at the end of the day. Thanks, Disney. Or the (laughs) one that you're trying to seek out something else. It's your life. Make that the love of your life. And when I heard that, I thought, damn, that is so good. I love that idea. I've, I've, the last couple of years have helped me realize that it's not, um, you have to, you have to love yourself first. I'll say I'm my favorite person to hang out with Mm -hmm. because if you aren't cool with hanging out with yourself, there is no second person that is going to complete you. You complete me. No, you are a full, complete ass (laughs) person. And if you find somebody else who, you know, makes your life better and encourages you and, you know, you guys, two people come together and make this greatness, that's cool. But you were great on your own. You just expanded Mm -hmm. your greatness and included others. So, yeah, I really like that. The love of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you told me that one time about how someone does not complete you. You are a whole ass person. You are yourself. <laughs> like, because yeah. you are the person at the end of the day. And I think even my horoscope said something about that, about how, you know, what words would you say to someone else to encourage them or to push them in the right direction? Turn around and say it to yourself. Because so often we have that negative narrative in our head that says, uh, you're not good enough. You can't do this. You know, how dare you try that? People are probably thinking this. I mean, it happens to me all day, every day, Those that negative narrative. Um, but it's important to just continuously remind yourself, like, no, be kind to yourself as you would a best friend, bestie that you would say something positive. <laughs> yeah. So that, what are the most important of those lessons that you've learned? So what are, what are the most important lessons that you learned Mm. with all of this self-discovery? What have you learned that? Yeah. What have you learned? Well, I feel like when we talked earlier about persevering, I feel like you can't let the little things get you down. And of course I am not the person that says I never let anxiety hit me or I just think everything Mm. is, you know, roses and kitty cats and rainbows. Hell no. I struggle with anxiety and feel the pressure to do all the things all the time. But at the end of the day, just keep pushing forward because you're the person standing in your own way. So it's like, if you let those little things get you down or you make excuses, because sometimes I hear people say, well, I can't do it because of this. And I can't do it because of that. And I'm like, stop making excuses. Just try it. Like who cares if it fails, then you know, okay, that wasn't a good idea. Maybe I should try something different. Like a lot of the times people might stop themselves because they feel like, well, I don't know. And just today I was listening to a podcast with Jen Sincero and you are a badass, which is very fitting for today. And she's like, when you make excuses for yourself, you're not going to see the end goal. But if you say a positive affirmation to yourself, 
you will start to say, well, I might not be able to do that now, but let me think of the ways that I can do it. Like your brain will start to show you the mm-hmm. ways that you can do it. And I feel like that's how you make the most of it. The most bad, badass version. <laughs> I was like, version, the badass <laughs> version. <laughs> um, I have one more before I really want to get to the story behind your business and yeah. gear ourselves towards your badass book bestie business. Um, and it would yeah. be like, what is, and this is just a fun one. Um, what is something that people would be surprised to learn about you? Oh, so I always open, use the same well, open book. What, yeah. what do we don't know? What would surprise us? So I always use this one as a teacher and it just cracked my students up so much, but I say I'm a gold digger. <laughs> But I'm a literal gold digger. Like when I was in middle school, uh, my dad took us, you know, took my sister and I, you, uh, I don't know why I'm talking to you like you're not here. And uh, we went to the North Carolina mountains and we literally dug for gold. We got out pans, shovels, like the whole nine yards, went in the creeks or the creeks, you know, cause there's gold in them better hills. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun. And to this day, we still go out and not as much as we did before, but that's one of my favorite memories as a child is just playing in the dirt, playing in the clay, hoping to make it big, strike it rich. You know, we found little nuggets and I'll never forget. We found a nugget when I was with my dad on one of the vacations and he gave it to me in a little jar and put it around my neck. And at Jeb Stewart Middle School, it is missing in action. So if you ever find a gold There's nugget a gold in a glass vial, <laughs> somebody probably has it and they're listening and they're like, oh shit, I should give that back to her. <laughs> so I was, Girl, I was sold it already. They got their $12. <laughs> I know it was worth that. But that was, that's something that I always use because it like, I love doing the gold panning and I've always wanted to go to Alaska to do it. You know, dad and I had that as an idea and just would be neat to, to go do that, but to make sure you're working for it in the right way. Like I don't want to dig for hours and not find shit, you know, (laughs) right. Gold in my pan, you know, (laughs) dad would always say, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when that's right. (laughs) Not a matter of if, but when, Uh, Oh my God. And I just remember him carrying these monstrous, heavy rocks, like a <laughs> giant mound of dirt in these, in these gold pans and him trying to like walk across the Creek with oh. a giant and like him slipping on rocks and just, you got to hold that. And he's like, it's okay. It's going to sink to the bottom. Oh. I, yeah. Yeah. If, if any, any of the gold diggers that, you know, that's, that's our dad. Yes. Yeah. And I love to say anytime I'm getting ready, I'm like, let's hit him up, move him out. <laughs> I have no idea where that comes from, but it sure got my ass out the door. I'm like, let's go. We're going to go gold panning today. It's actually <laughs> a lyric of a song to a Western. Oh. It's a song is called Rawhide, hit him up, move him out, Rawhide. And you know that in his Westerns. <laughs> so absolutely. That's where it came from. I, there are details, but yeah. Hmm. Put that in a Google search and it'll, yeah. That's come up hilarious. With now you know. Now you know. <laughs> so um, let's get, let's get down to business. Yeah, business. You've mentioned Badass Book Besties. It's, it's your, it's your, your mission at this point right now, your purpose. Um, so tell us a story about 
how it got started or what inspired you? Like what, what brought, what brought all this about? So I love this question because so often people think about where they started in their career, how they got to be where they are today. And mine's kind of a process of where I've got to do where I'm at right now. So years ago, I had my daughter in 2018 and I was invited to an Usborn Books and More party. And I became instantly obsessed. I'm like, I have to have all the books. And then I just, I like literally that whole thing is a lot of Usborn Books and More books. And then one day she asked me if I wanted to host a party. And then she asked me if I ever wanted to sell the books. And I thought, I am not an MLM fan. Like, this is not me, but I loved the product and I loved what it represented. And that really started my entrepreneurial journey. Like, I realized, wow, I really think I like being the type of person to get out there, share a message, share a product or, or something like that. But I really didn't like selling somebody else's things. Like I was going to events on Saturday, trying to sell books. I was doing book parties, all the things because I really believed in the books, but it just didn't feel right because I realized I want to do something that's mine. And so then I, that led to me, you know, every single day I was reading out loud to Bella. And then I realized, Hmm, you know, school counseling is not what I wanted it to be. Do I want to be a librarian? And so then I took a summer job to work at, at a library and loved it. I thought, do I want to do this full time? So then that next year, I decided to become a librarian, loved reading out loud to kids. Like it's so awesome, so fun to do it. Um, but when you read the same book or multiple books every single day, day in and day out, I mean, in a span of a week, I was probably reading aloud 20, 25 times a week. I thought, oh, this is a lot. And I found myself not being as excited at the end of the day to read aloud to Bella. And I just thought, I don't, I don't know if this is what I really want to do because it was a school librarian. So maybe if it was at the county, maybe I would. However, you have to have a master's degree in library science. And then I also had my second child, Apollo. So I said, well, I have to stay at home. You know, this is just a nice segue. I have to leave the librarian space for now and I'll stay at home. And then I became an online academic tutor. And so I started to piece things together and say, hmm, what do I want to do with this? Do I want to work for someone else the rest of my life or what do I want to do? And I realized I love reading books and I wasn't reading as much as I had wanted to before. I love hanging out with people. Like I am energized by people. Like, of course, everybody needs their alone time, but I love going out and doing things and talking with people. And I also realized like, hmm, how could I mix books and friends? And then of course, I also thought about school, how you have book clubs within school. And I loved hearing kids talk. And I thought I could do this as I could do this. I could have, I could run my own book club. I've always wanted to be a part of one. How do I do this? And I joined a, um, and I'd had the idea in the back of my mind, but it wasn't, it didn't come to the surface yet until I joined a business class called Made to Do This. And that's where they kind of like walk you through the process of here's your idea, let's run with it. And then from there, I was like, okay, I can do this. I'm nervous as hell because I worried, do people pay for book clubs? How, how would you, how do you do this? Like what, oh gosh, like, do I want people to feel like they have to pay for me to hang out with me. Oh man, like what if they don't want to read the same books? How am I going to make this work? 
And I jumped in with both feet and I said, you're doing it anyway, because that's what they taught is like, when you walk on the way, the way appears Rumi. I love that quote. (laughs) And literally every single step of the way I've just grown and evolved. And when it first opened, I gave, I wanted to give everything. I was like, you're going to get this. You're going to get that. You're going to get all these awesome things. But then I realized people don't want that overload of things. They just want, you know, a community and book loving women. And so that's where it came from. You know, I think at first it was just reads well with others. And then one day I was out walking with my family and I said, what? I love acronyms. Like what word starts with B? (gasps) Badass. And I was like, wait a minute. (gasps) Badass book besties. And I think it was in the fall a a couple of years ago. And I thought that is it. Hell yes, like badass book besties. And once that came into my worldview, it was like, this is what I want to do. I want to run a membership that has the badass book besties. We have two book clubs. You know, I have like a resource library in there, but then I added the addition of the quarterly book box. And it was just like everything from there just fell into place. And I feel like if it wasn't for me sitting down with myself and going, what the hell do I want to do with my life? What am I interested in? If it wasn't for me taking that business course and then forcing you to say, no, you have to do it. Like they said, you've got to run whatever your business is and you're going to charge a dollar for people to attend your workshop. And I was like, I have to charge them money. Oh, I'm so scared. (laughs) And people were like, that's cool. I'll pay a dollar. I was like, oh, okay. I'll take your dollar. Okay. And I got so (laughs) nervous. And now I think as I've built it, I realized, okay. I do have something valuable to offer because I'm bringing women together from different walks of life that are, are, are like-minded, but also open-minded because we have such various women in our group. You know, I really don't like to stick to one age or type of woman. Um, I do specify women just because I feel like from my experience and from hearing other women's experience, it really helps to collectively band together as besties. And so that's just something that really, I feel like just comes together for it for me is I bring women together, but then they are the ones that give me the most joy because I've, you know, I've gotten closer to my sister. I've met amazing besties that, you know, just really light my soul on fire. You know, there's every single member in there has a connection to me. And I just feel like being with them just lights me up and gets me excited to, you know, bring more women in and have them meet each other and then travel together and do all the things. (laughs) All the things. I love that meme. Do all the things. (laughs) Yes. I was thinking hashtag all the things. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Well, what does, let me, let me see. Since you've read so many books and you are a voracious reader, here's, here's some pressure. Top three. Oh, there's, I used to hate that question because I would think, I don't know. I don't, I I don't know. I don't read enough. And I felt that pressure because sometimes people expect that you're going to say all the classics and you're going to say, oh, I read Shakespeare and Charles Dickens and all the things. Of course I would name two men immediately, but I think that whenever I got into the book club and started to read more, I realized, oh, wow, my plethora of, uh, and my vocabulary has expanded as well. (laughs) My plethora of reading has expanded and my vocabulary. (laughs) But um, I was able to really 
get back into reading. And once I did that, suddenly that question wasn't so hard anymore because I realized I can easily answer that. And my first is always Walk Two Moons by Sharon Creech, beautiful uh, young adult novel. I read this prior to the book club and it was such a great story about a young girl who travels to find her mother because her mother left many years ago. And so she goes on a journey with her grandparents, which I thought was a great addition to the story. And by the end, you're just sobbing because it has such a powerful ending, but I can't give it away because it would be like giving away the ending of The Sixth Sense. So, yeah. you know, can't give away that one, but I'm not saying they all die in the end. Ha, huh, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my second favorite is Untamed by Glennon Doyle, which we read that in the book club and some of the members loved it, some hated it, but it really opened my eyes to feminism and that there are different ways that you can be a feminist, but you can be one by also teaching young men to be softer and kinder and gentler and that they can cry. And it was just amazing for me to read that and think, oh, we do live in such a patriarchal society. And I just realized one today that I feel like would be a great addition to the book. I saw a TikTok video of a woman who said, do you realize that mothers are considered the top of the top? You know, they're always like Mother's Day gets the most cards of anybody. Um, mothers are seen as the, the top of families, like the matriarch, all of it. But when you get married, the mother of the bride is not featured anywhere because the father walks you down the aisle. You know, you have the father, so, uh, the mother son dance, and then you have like some of those elements, but that the mother isn't really present. And I thought that is so interesting. And I think that's due to the damn patriarchy because they have, you know, walk down the aisle, give away, you know, to your future husband or wife or whoever. And yeah, I just the think, father walking down the aisle and giving away is so antiquated. And uh, the moment you realize how antiquated it really is, it to me, it loses its romance. It loses mm -hmm. its really sweetness. Oh, um, yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Guide me there, but you're not, I'm not a, you know, not chattels. So you can't just yeah. give me, you know, and, and then there was the dowry for the bride from the bride's right. family. So it was like, oh, sorry, you have to take this woman, you know, sorry, you have to take my girl, have some shit too. Like just have a, have some cows and chickens and like oh. that. And it's just, that is weird. Yes. Uh, it seems sweet until you just break it down. But yeah, I never, yeah. I never thought about the, the mother of the bride. Cause then there's the father daughter dance. Mm -hmm. That's again. I mean, yeah. it's incredible. And so in the video, I thought it was very special because instead of giving, uh, she said, sorry, single ladies, I'm giving this bouquet to my mom. I was like, oh, oh. if my daughter ever wants to get married, uh, I'll talk her out of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you know, hopefully I'll be like, you know, I saw this idea a long time ago. Would you like it? <laughs> you know, but I just thought that was really interesting. So that book was a, a game changer for me. And then the last one that really is so good, I think everybody should read it, is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. It is such a great book. Um, so many nuggets. I actually wrote about it on my book blog years ago because there's so much great information. Maybe I need to read it again because it really goes over so many different things. And one things he talks about is like a long time ago, we were told like, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're confident. 
And then because of that, we created generations of people that don't do anything, but think they're awesome. And I was like, oh shit, but I wanted to be awesome. Like what the hell? Like he says, you are not extraordinary. And I'm like, yes, the hell I am. I am extraordinary. But he's like, you know, the way that he discusses it, I would love to have him and Jen Sincero on a podcast to hear, you know, her perspective of you are a badass and him to say, no, the hell you're not. And just hear them (laughs) battle. I think it would be a great, great idea. Patent pending. Oh my gosh. Listening. <laughs> right. But yeah. Those are my top three. Definitely have to read for sure. Um, tell me in your, what do you think is the biggest takeaway mm. that you hope listeners learn from this? That's kind of like a final question. Um, but I, I really, we'll get to some more information, but really, I I just want to know, like, what do you, what do you want people to take away from your business, from your podcast, from your listening, from your accomplishments? Like what's the biggest takeaway? I think that I want people to know that no matter how much success I can say I've had or all the things that I'm doing or how much I'm planning and oh, how happy, giddy and go lucky I am. I'm still a human being and I want to be approachable. I want someone to feel like we can be besties. Like I don't want someone to feel like, oh, you've got it all figured out because no, the hell I don't. I definitely have skeletons in my closet. Um, Oh, scary. A Halloween coming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I should let them out of the closet. Um, hashtag Eminem. But uh, I think that sometimes people might think that I have it all together or that I look, oh, you look polished, you know, oh, she's got her shit together. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm definitely self-conscious. And that's why I work so hard to try to present myself as polished because I get so nervous about what people still might think at the end of the day. So there is that people pleaser that you have to break away from, but I want people to know that like, I'm still a real person and that I might present myself as having it all together. But I do that because just like I mentioned earlier, you have to push past your shit to get where you want to be. And I don't want someone to feel like, oh, I can't do it because I don't have that or that. No, no, no. Some of the things I got, I got because I said, I'm not saying no to myself. I want this, or I'm going to go after this. So I feel like not letting anyone, including yourself, stand in your way is something that I think is important to remember and consistently telling yourself affirmations and just saying, I can do this. I can, I will. And just feeling confident. You know, I have one up here and it says, I am worthy. I open myself up to receiving all of the abundance that I desire. And I used to say, I am enough and, and I am a badass. And I went, "Mm -mm, I am more than enough. Because I feel like you're more than that. You're not just enough because that feels like, yeah, I just got enough in my glass. I don't know. I want that glass over, over pouring, over filling, overflowing. (laughs) You know, unless it's a beer, please don't mess up the beer and and waste it. Definitely not, you know, but yeah. Um, But just feeling like that you are more than enough because sometimes people forget how worthy they are just by being themselves and show people who you are. And I will offer this piece of advice because this one is a hard lesson that I read in You Are a Badass. It said that when you start to be truly authentic, people will leave. They will leave your life, knew you at that other version of you. 
and they're not comfortable with this new version of your life. And it's okay. You're starting over. And that one is really hard because you might lose people that were used to this version of you. And it's okay. You can step away because you will have other people who enter your life who see you as you actually are, not as who you pretended to be. I like that. Yeah. Well, so where can, if someone's hearing you right now and they just want to, they want to follow you somewhere, they want to hear more about what you have to offer and they want to get more involved, where, how do they do that? How do we so, become that a badass bestie? <laughs> okay, so my home address is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Come on over. No. Yeah, we'll have dinner. Um, better on Zoom for now until we get to know each other. Um, but really, I hang out the most on Facebook and Instagram at Badass Book Bestie, B E S T I E. That's really where you'll find me the most. Of course, you'll also find me on this podcast as well. But if you want to connect on a deeper level, you know, finding me on Facebook and Instagram, sending me a message, and letting me know that you heard this and that you were, you know, inspired by it, or you just want to learn more, you can also find me at badassbookbesties.com. And that gives you all the access to the Badass Book Besties membership, which is the awesome baby that I have along with my own. That is my, my dream come true and where you can meet all of the Badass Besties books all of it, you know, because I say you come for the books, but you'll stay for the community. So I think finding me on there is, is definitely the best place as well. (laughs) You have, you have so much that you love about it. Name your, name your favorite part of it. What's, what's your favorite part of being in the badass book besties? Oh, the besties. I feel like the books are great. The books are really great but I really love the relationships that I've formed within it because I have connected with people that I would have connected with outside of the book club, but it's another chance to do so. You know, I have women in there that um, one of them, I now have a writing club with one of them. We've connected over energetic healing and all of that. I've connected on a deeper level with my sister, you know, having that connection. I have another woman on there that I just, I've inspired her to read more. And now she's loving to read, you know, outside of the book club. And I feel like there's so many different stories and relationships that I'm learning about that the stories are good, but I can read them on my own. Being in the community of women and surrounded by awesome women is, is where it's at. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, that's um I've met some really cool ladies in the in the besties club that I just if I had met them out in the real world, sure I might have talked to them, sure, but I don't know if I I don't know if they're the kind of people that we would have connected and exchanged phone numbers and become friends. But yeah. since but every time I log on and join the Zoom meeting and I go, Oh yeah, yeah, there's Debbie. Hey Debbie, you know, and then I want to hear yeah. more about her and so then I feel like because I see these ladies on a weekly basis that that's what that's what really that's what really does it for me is yeah and and you don't have to be you don't have to be super involved you can take a step back you know hey my my bestie my just she's just my badass book bestie and that but that's cool because you're always you can always have your distance or you can just step it up a little bit and just ask a personal question or you know if you yeah if you meet someone in the badass book besties that is really interesting then you have the ability 
to just ask them any questions. It's not like we're out in the community and I have to like walk up to you and take a deep breath and be like, hi, you know, all awkwardly and thinking I'm yeah. not this cool, you know, but yeah, it's right there. They're right there. Right. It's a really good way to just make that first connection. Yes. Because really making good. friends as an adult is so hard. Like, you know, I went to the bookstore today and I'm like, do I just walk up to somebody and say, oh, do you like to read books? I read books. Like, do you want to read books together? Like when you <laughs> get in the membership, it's like you have the instant book besties, you know, that they all love mm -hmm. to read. And I feel like sometimes people might think like, I don't have time for a book club or I don't have time. And it's take what you need and leave the rest take what you need. Right. Like if you just want right. to be in there because you want to see what other people are reading and you want to watch the Zoom recordings after we host them and you say, I just want to hear what other people have to say. Or just the other day, we had someone on the book club who came and she said, I didn't read the book, but y'all were talking about it in the network. And now I want to know what the hell this book is about. And she just <laughs> wanted to be there for the purpose of joining together. And I feel like that right there goes to show that you don't have to feel like you have to do all the things. If you just want to be surrounded by book loving women, then come on in and, and join the fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Ah, oh, well, I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. It was so awesome to be interviewed. And I feel like you don't often get that chance to talk about yourself. And then afterward, I'm like, okay, my face is all red. You've asked me all these questions about myself. And I'm like, at the end, I'm really kind of cool, but it's okay. If you're cool too, we'll both be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, yes. So thank you so much, Katie. I'm so glad that we got to do this. And if you want to learn more about Katie, you can listen to episode 20, where she talks all about her badass self. So right. I appreciate all of you. I'm so glad that you listened. If you want to find us at badassbookbesties.com, we would love to have you. Yes. Come join our community besties. Let's go. Yes. yes. <laughs>